Well, hello there, and welcome to another edition, finally, of the Cricket Scotland podcast 2019, being recorded in all places. Jake, where where are we recording this right now? Uh, we're actually in my car just at the moment, Ian, um, having tried unsuccessfully to find a place not being blown around by the wind, uh, the fourths where we are at the moment for uh, for Scotland's opening game of the tournament against the USA. Yes, so if you haven't figured, this is a preview for the ICC uh, w- uh, Women's T20 World Cup qualifiers, a 2019 being held in Scotland up here in Dundee and Arbroath. The conditions on the first day are wet and blustery, but they have got play underway in Arbroath. But Jake and I on this part are just going to preview Scotland's tournament, their chances, their prospects, why this is an incredibly exciting opportunity for the Scotland women team to reach their first ever World Cup. Uh, yeah, it very much is, isn't it? It's, it's an absolutely massive tournament. Um, as far as Scotland are concerned, just on a... A whole number of levels really um it would be in many ways the sort of the last step for the team onto the global stage qualifying for, for a world cup joining the top 10 teams in the world um you know from their beginnings we're talking about a team that's been in existence less than less than 20 years it would be it would be an incredible thing um uh, something towards full member status as well it's a really important step um i think but but above all it would just be a a fantastic achievement from this uh, this incredibly dedicated group of players that would rank um, alongside any in the history of, of any Scottish sport. Very, very well put there. So they've gone into this tournament after a Europe final qualifiers that took place in La Manga, Spain, and also a quadrangular series that took place in the Netherlands where they faced the Netherlands, Ireland, and also Thailanders in T20 internationals in preparation for this tournament. But going in... It's been a bit of a topsy-turvy time. Uh, it's fair to say it was a bit of a disappointing uh, result um, after La Manga, Spain. It was, yes. Um, obviously, that was the, the series against Netherlands and, and Germany. Um, and what ultimately cost Scotland, who, who missed out on, on net run rate to the Netherlands at the end, was a... Was a they will be the first to admit a, a below-par bowling performance in the first match against the Netherlands. Um, just a, a lot of extras conceded, which which ultimately proved uh, proved expensive. Scotland showed their worth, uh, their ability uh, in the remainder of the tournament, but um, but the Netherlands, having had that initial advantage, uh, didn't let it slip. Kept their net run rate up against Germany, and um, yeah, and and so that was uh, that was the end of that. But of course, you were you were on the ICC commentary team for that uh, for that tournament. I was. I was very fortunate enough to, to, to be based out in Lamanga and, and commentate on the games. And, and, you know, from the outset, it, it looked and promised to be, a, you know, a, a very intense tournament with a lot at stake. The Netherlands were fighting for uh, an opportunity to, to partake, uh, participate in this tournament in, in based in Scotland. And they did successfully after winning it. Um, but there was also an opportunity to qualify uh, for the, uh, the Women's World Cup qualifiers um, that are going to be taking place next year as well. So, you know, a lot at stake and, and the pressures of associate cricket were, was on full display. Um, but we were treated to some incredibly exciting games of cricket uh, between Scotland and Netherlands, not <laughs> excluding the one that went to a super over, which saw the Bryce sisters uh, complete, you know, the win there for Scotland. And, oh, my days, being at that cricket ground, having the, having the, f- the fortune to, to, to also to commentate it for the listeners and, and the viewers was absolutely fantastic. But uh, you were watching at home. And, oh, I mean, cricket does not get... And we've had a, a summer of, of in, you know, thoroughly intense and attractive cricket all round. But that, that, that ranked up there this summer. 
Oh yeah, definitely the Bangu and the Manga, as I called it. Um, <laughs> it was uh, yeah, that, I mean that was a tremendous, a tremendous game all round and a, and a, a tremendous finish as well. Um, yeah, I, I was watching at home, but I could uh, could feel the atmosphere. That's one of the tensest uh, finishes to a game of uh, of cricket I've seen. But just delighted to see uh, to see them get over the line at the end there. So, uh, Coach Steve Knox brought out uh, a team uh, with old and new and experienced uh, in, in, in involved in the squad there. A couple of really good performances. We saw uh, 14-year-old Catherine Fraser get her debut as well out there, as well as a host of, of young talent. But um, looking at the players and the performances before they headed off to this quadrangular series, you know, there was a couple of below-par shows, but a couple of people really stood out. Um, who who in particular? Yeah, well, I would I, I would agree. Um and I think that the that the Netherlands series uh, really kind of put that put that right in a lot of ways. I think um, that uh, I, I know that Lorna Jack, for example, um, didn't have a have a great tournament in La Manga. Ended up, you know, f- from from opening dropping down the order and so on. Had an absolutely fantastic tournament in in the Netherlands. Uh, scored a first T Twenty International fifty, which she backed up in one of the warm up games or in the warm up game I should say uh earlier this week going into this tournament so she's in some in some great form um and uh, as you say Catherine uh Catherine Fraser made her debut in in La Manga as did uh, did Megan McCall um Kara Scott as well um obviously both Catherine and Megan have, have have made the squad here but again both had really really strong tournaments in uh, in in the Netherlands too and bearing in mind you know that Scotland were without well, at least two key players in in Catherine Bryce, who was away with uh, in in Kia Super League duty with Loughborough Lightning, and uh, and Abdaha uh, Maxud, who who had a broken finger, um, which he got again uh, for the ICC Women's uh, Global Development team that she was uh, she was playing in. So, without kind of at least two major players, a number of other players didn't play too much of a role in that tournament too. Um, to have had such an emphatic uh, performance in that tournament. Um, obviously, bookended by defeats to Thailand and, and and Ireland, but to have beaten both of those sides, who are amongst the favourites for this tournament, as well as, uh, frankly, demolishing the Netherlands in the uh, in, in the in the second game, having beaten them on on Duckworth Lewis in the in the first, um, yeah, is is massive coming into this tournament. Yeah, I really don't think it can be underestimated how important of achievement that was. You know, that win against Ireland, it was it was celebrated all over social media and and by fans of of Scotland cricket all round. Uh, you know, second only victory against Island women, but going into this tournament, you know, what impressed me so much, and like you said, was the bounce back. You know, they left Spain, you know, deflated in in some way. You, you could see, you know, at the end of a tough tournament, a lot at stake, like we said. But but going in, knowing they're gonna have to have the best prep property, uh, best property, best prep possible. There's a little tongue twister there in the uh, on the on the pod here. Uh, it, I don't think it can be understood as well how much is at stake and the pressure of, of hosting a tournament like this, knowing that it's the best opportunity they have to possibly get to a World Cup that they've had, you know, in a long time, possibly ever. So the pressure is on a very young team of players. Yeah, certainly. I mean, with, with hosting comes the advantage of home conditions and home support, but does also bring that pressure too. But we are talking about a very young team but a very experienced team you know I mean we look at someone like Sarah Bryce for example who's 19 years old who is well over 50 caps for a country already um, and let alone the likes of you know Abby Aitken Drummond and and uh, 
Catherine Bryce and so on in the in the in the team as well. So there's an awful lot of um, of experience there as well, um, and you know, but to see everybody coming together in good form, um, just last weekend, uh, Ruth Willis, for example, back to back half centuries in the in the uh, the Beyond Boundaries Scottish Cup uh, final. Um, in Sterling on, on on finals day in the semi and then the final as well. She's coming in in great in great nick. Um, Catherine Fraser, of course, had uh, a fantastic tournament out in the in in the Netherlands. Finished as leading wicket taker for Scotland, um, nine wickets, mm. an average of just under ten. So um, so she's you know really come of age there um, as well. Sarah, of course, had a, a a terrific tournament out there. Two finishes, leading run scorer once again. So. Yeah, there's a lot of experience there. There's pressure, but um, but Scotland never got a better opportunity and a and a, a more um, capable side to 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 get that final hurdle to to get past that semi final into the final, which of course means World Cup qualification. We were saying beforehand, it's it's brilliant to see a side in in any sport and especially in cricket. You know, with the way it functions, with having your openers and your mid award and your bowlers and. All aspects of the game seem covered by the by the lineup that they could possibly pick, and it, it it's amazing to see that if all you know the cogs work. Of course, this happens with any team, but you know there is such an array of talent dispersed throughout the team and the team selection. If all the cogs are working, it really could click. But let's move on to the captain, Catherine Bryce, made a Kia Super League debut for Loughborough Lightning, and quite a run she had down there, picking up eight wickets, uh, forty-two runs in four innings as well. Yeah, um, I think she um, was obviously used as a as, as an opening bowler um, a good deal. She didn't maybe bat as much as she would have have liked to, but um, but she got thirty two off off eighteen against uh, against Lancashire in that televised uh, in that televised match with the the famous uh, boundary rope escapade that we won't go into. <laughs> um, but um, oh but you know showed what she could do then on on this on this huge stage, and you know that will have. Will have given a you know no end of, of of extra experience to add to this already vast array of experience that she has already. Yeah, captain going in with super form. So let's talk about this competition. We got the Thailand, Netherlands, Ireland, Bangladesh, and Namibia all facing up against Scotland. It's going to be an incredible and the USA. Pardon me, and Papua New Guinea. Let me try that again. Oh my, I forgot how many teams it were. <laughs> it's like looking at cheers, man. So let's move on to this competition. Ireland, Bangladesh, USA, Papua New Guinea, the Netherlands, and Namibia, and Thailand. It's a, it's cutthroat. There's teams that had uh, the USA and Papua New Guinea experiencing their first taste of what it's like to play in one of these ICC qualifying uh, competitions. But also, you know, teams like Bangladesh and Ireland who came in here in the rankings and not through the qualification system. Uh, looking to you know secure their place at the world cup it's it's very to and fro there's a lot of been there's been a lot of discussion you know in the run up and pre game uh today about you know where the teams are sitting you know how every game's going to be a challenge uh where's your mind uh Jake when looking at the opposition well, certainly i mean looking on paper bangladesh are going in as as pretty undisputed favorites um i would say they're missing uh, rumana ahmed who's 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 injured who's a major player for them but they've got more than enough options to uh, to to cover that uh, talents all the way through the through the team um where the potential or the things they need to guard against i suppose the batting is is always maybe their slightly weaker suit um they don't pass 100 i think recently in the last kind of 10 or 11 games i think they've passed 100 once um and partly that's 
chasing low totals, of course. Um, but the, the the batting is is the the area that can perhaps be targeted by by the opposition if we're looking for a, a weak spot. And there's always the have to guard against complacency, um, I suppose, as well if you're in a position like Bangladesh. But 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 looking at the at the team. I don't think uh, anyone will say that they're not going to be in the in the in the top two. They're a uh, extremely talented um, team, uh, of course, full member nation, um, a professional team, and uh, yeah, you'd fully expect them to qualify. Um, traditionally, of course, Ireland have uh, certainly in the last two uh, qualifiers and probably beyond as well actually have been along have qualified along with Bangladesh. Um, a big loss, uh, of course, losing. Um, Isabel, Cecilia Joyce, uh, Kira Metcalf, Claire Shillington, you know, the, their retirement mm. was a was a blow, which, you know, took a, a large part out of the team. And they maybe rely pretty heavily on on the likes of Gabby Lewis, uh, Kim Garth, Laura Delaney. So as as Scotland showed, um, if when, when they beat um, Ireland in the in the Netherlands, if if Gabby Lewis, Kim Garth aren't really firing with the bat, the team itself doesn't tend to tend to fire um in the second game of course they both got in uh, i think lewis got 65 garth you know 50 odd um and they took the game away so so the key is obviously i i think those two in terms of uh, unlocking the batting let's talk about this thailand team they've seemed to have you know the kind of little 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 joy you know a spot of joy that's appeared on the on the cricketing map and uh you know an incredible story of how they've you know come into the world of women's cricket but 17 consecutive wins in t20 international cricket what a story yeah it, it to- totally is isn't it and uh, and such a such a nice group of players as well i have to say that the, the thailand group but um but to have come from well, I won't say nowhere because obviously that's not the that's not the case. But to have come from you know last year when Scotland beat them pretty comfortably in the in the Netherlands in the last edition of the uh, of the global qualifier um, to where they are now, um, seventeen consecutive wins as you as as you say, and and amongst the favourites now um, in that uh, in that Group B with with Ireland, you know the the money's on them vying for top spot. I mean dismissed the Netherlands this morning um, in the uh, in, in the first game as well that rain reduced match so uh, so yeah they're going to be uh, they're going to be there and thereabouts for sure and um, they're a yeah a very efficient um, professional team I think the uh, what how they'll react under pressure if if the the chain comes off the bike mid mid race if they're able to 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 put it back on you know how they how they react to that um, would remains to be seen i guess um but they are are, are certainly um well worthy of their of their place amongst the favorites we spoke about the netherlands uh just you know and how they played so well um at the europe finals in la manga but they had a very disappointing quadrangular series uh it is a team it is filled with a lot of youth and a lot of new players into the international scene, but they also have the likes of Stir, Callis, Hever, Seegers, Denise Van Deventer, who can all perform the bat. Now, I'm saying that in a preview mode, but we did just see them get toppled by Thailand at our Brove. Yeah, um, I mean, talking to the, the, the chain coming off, it does seem to have a, have a little... Um uh, all that seems to have happened to some extent to to the Netherlands since La Manga. Um, they didn't have a good quadrangular, and and obviously they were missing players. I know that Sturkalis only played one 
one match. Um, Heather Seegers didn't uh, didn't play as I as I recall, um, but that confidence um, or, or lack of confidence coming into this tournament has to have an effect. I would have thought um, they they finished a distant fourth in that competition, um, and. Uh, yeah, need to get things uh, need to get things back on track. But as you say, they've got a lot of g- a lot of good players. They've got the players to do it for sure. Um, but it's uh, it's a bit of a mountain to climb now with the with the result this morning. Uh, a quick word on the USA and Papua New Guinea playing in their first uh, ICC Women's Qualifying Tournament. An incredibly uh, you know exciting opportunity for them to, to get an eye in and what the you know and the players to experience the kind of pressures and the circumstances and the nature of how these tournaments work. But for example, USA, you know, they've got a big future ahead of them. Julia Price, two-time World Cup winner with Australia, uh, now head coach, uh, joined in March. And there's a lot to learn from a tournament like this, and they could cause an upset. Yeah, very much so. Um, I'm, I'll be really interested to see how the USA do, actually, because I, I was there the last time they were here. They played in the... Um, what was the Europe Americas qualifier then in 2017 in Sterling. Um, and uh, came over with much the same team that we're seeing we're seeing now, um, and they 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 play in a very particular way. Um, they've got some big hitting uh, batters, um, but I'll be very interested to see how the team has evolved from that uh, from that time uh, now with with as you say with Julia Price at the helm, who is bound to have made a made a difference. Um, but they've got some, you know, you know some Im- impressive players again in their lineup. Um, Sindhu Srihasa, the captain, um, pretty much key amongst them. So uh, yeah, hopefully, if this uh, if this rain will stop, we'll see uh, we'll see quite shortly how they uh, how they do against Scotland. Yeah, we're going to wrap up this preview podcast. I will say that we are going to be, Jake and I will be supplying coverage throughout the tournament with interviews with players, post-match analysis, and a couple of previews along the way. So be sure to stay tuned to the Cricket Scotland social media channels for all the latest. But just a final word, Jake, as we kind of sit <laughs> sit in this car, uh, waiting for the rain to eventually stop. This tournament, what does Scotland need to do if they want to get the opportunity of playing in a World Cup? play to their potential um they've got the players um you know we'll, and as you were saying before the, the the range of skills through the team um you know with, with the likes of sarah bryce lorna jack um catherine bryce the very top of the order um the, the middle order batters the likes of of ruth willis um good balanced seam attack couple of spinners in the well, no more than a couple of spinners in the way, of, <laughs> in the way of um, Abza Maxud, who has who has come on leaps and bounds um, in in recent years, is a real threat um, with the ball, the leg spinner. Um, Catherine Fraser, we've uh, we've spoken about uh, Rachel Hawkins too. So so there's you know some real um, some real talent there. I think spin is going to be is going to be pretty crucial in this. Um, just to kind of really see, if, you know, to kind of close off the avenues of scoring as much as possible. So, um, yeah, so we'll see uh, We'll see where it goes. So play to their potential, use that home support. Let's see where it goes. 
Let's see where it goes indeed. Well, hopefully this rain is going to slow down. You know, the wind is actually the issue here. The, wind is the, the rain is that persistent light rain that you feel like they could have played on in, but they can't start a game of cricket uh, in before that. But this has been Jake and I for the uh, Cricket Scotland Podcast 2019. Be sure to check out all the content throughout the women's qualifiers this week. <laughs>